we are not living in a techno-utopia. Not yet. Now is the time to stop wishing, to stand up, and to shout, Where the hell is my jetpack? Chapter 1. Advanced Transportation 1.1. Jetpack It is the last thing you think about before going to sleep. It is the first thing you think of when you wake up. It is a streamlined, curiously heavy bundle of technology with two shoulder straps and one gift to humankind, the gift of flight. The personal jetpack is the holy grail of classic science fiction technology, the ultimate birthday present on steroids. And best of all, the personal jetpack exists. It all began in 1928, when Buck Rogers ostensibly appeared in an issue of Amazing Stories, powering through the sky with help from a hot new jetpack. In 1939, a movie came out with Buck flying by virtue of a degravity belt. The Atomic Rocket Pack made another comeback in the 1949 movie King of the Rocket Men. No matter what you call it, old Buck was sporting the coolest toy the world has ever seen. His appearances aroused techno-lust in thousands of people and inspired generations of intrepid inventors to attempt to build their very own jetpacks. The jetpack is just that, a backpack with jet thrusters ready to launch a human skyward at the jiggle of a finger. It is a deceptively simple idea, but it took a team of rocket scientists to create the first working jetpack, technically a rocket pack. Wendell Moore of Bell Aerosystems Company finished the Bell Rocket Belt in 1961. The momentous invention was straightforward. Moore mounted a rocket onto a backpack and tested the device all by himself, with a strong tether to prevent any unwanted trips into the atmosphere. The rocket, called a small rocket lift device, was similar to one used on the tail and wingtips of an experimental plane to help the pilot maintain control at high altitudes, where thin air hampers normal aerodynamic flight characteristics. Moore's foray into science fiction produced a fully functional rocket-powered backpack, and it never even underwent any monkey test trials. Conceptually, the Bell rocket belt is simple. It hovers in the air by forcing gas at high pressure through two downward-facing steel exhaust tubes, Power is generated by a throttleable rocket motor that runs on six gallons of hydrogen peroxide, a clear, dense liquid commonly used in bleaches, disinfectants, and antiseptics. The bleach under your sink uses concentration of a hydrogen peroxide about 3%, but the rocket belt used around 90%, which makes it highly volatile. The rocket belt has three fuel tanks. Two outer tanks contain hydrogen peroxide propellant, and a middle tank contains nitrogen. When the pilot opens the throttle, nitrogen is released into the outer fuel tanks, forcing the hydrogen peroxide at high pressure over a catalyst bed of fine mesh silver screens. The mixture of hydrogen peroxide and silver causes an expanding reaction, producing a jet of superheated steam that fires out of the rocket nozzles at high velocity, launching the rocket belt into the sky. The contraption is only three feet long, but it produces around 300 pounds of thrust, 
just enough to lift a person and a jetpack. While the roaring rocket belt could propel a screaming human to 60 miles per hour in seconds, the fuel only lasted for about half a minute, which led to more screaming. With no parachute and a short flight time, pilots faced a gruesome death with every rocket belt flight. Eventually, designers affixed a vibrating box to the helmet. After 10 seconds, it vibrated intermittently, and after 15 seconds, it vibrated continuously to let the pilot know it was time to land or die. Despite a few serious injuries, including Wendell Moore's shattered knee, no rocket belt pilots were ever killed en route. For several decades, the rocket belt and her sister copies were flown for fun and profit, including in the 1965 James Bond movie Thunderball and at the 1984 Summer Olympic Games.